Experience worship. True worship. Experience the word. Bringing you wholeness. Experience the warmth of fellowship. Experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at the Lighthouse. House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthousenergy.org or contact us at info at lighthousenergy.org. The Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny. Welcome someone around you. Welcome them. Good evening. Good to see you in church today. How are you doing? Just want to say hi to someone. Praise God. Say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Everyone online, we're blessed to have you join us in our service wherever you're watching from or maybe you'll watch later. This is the day that the Lord has made. Welcome to our Wednesday Beautiful Exchange Service. I will believe God that as we proceed in the service in our series on spiritual formation, uh, God will open your eyes to see uh, wondrous things out of his word. And to the end that you will grow or you continue to grow to the image and likeness of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining in our service today. Romans chapter 12, basically tonight, I just want to address generally on the subject of spiritual growth. Spiritual growth. You know, at the beginning of the year, or rather last year into this year, just encouraging people that this is a year that you want to know God for yourself. You want to know God for yourself. And if there is any clarion call that I believe God is eroding to the, the believers in him today, it's just he wants us to grow in our relationship with him. He wants us to grow. Uh, if care is not taken, if you are not, uh, if you are not putting premium on it, there's so much noise in our world today, so much distractions. I mean, all you just have to do is to flip your Facebook, flip your Instagram, there is one article, and you can't be eating up everything like Indomie. Uh, it can run you. Uh, so you just need to understand uh, how this God works, how he works, his ways, his ways, his ways. Uh, don't be satisfied with the acts. Miracle will always happen where the word of God is preached. And if it's not preached, where, I mean, God will always honor his word and his mercy. He will reach out to people wherever two or three gather together in his name. He will be there. So it depends on individuals as they reach out to him. So take time to know God for yourself this year. So I want to touch on this word spiritual growth. Romans chapter 12, we read the first few verses. He said, so here is what I want you to do. I read from the message translation. So here is what I want you to do. God helping you. So uh, that statement, God helping you, uh, suggests strongly that the journey of our faith is like what the Bible describes in Zechariah 4, 6. It's not by power. Is not by mind, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So we need to understand that we are not going to struggle growing. There is nothing a tree does to grow or to bear fruit. Or have you passed by any of these things that gives us food and um, maybe a plantain uh, tree or a banana tree? And then you... You, you, you are passing by and you are hearing <coughs> trying to bring forth fruit at the appropriate season. No, it doesn't happen. Uh, we are in the season of planting. It's all over the place. It's effortlessly. 
because it's the right season. What do they need to grow? A right environment. So once the soil is right, the seed is right, there is nothing. I mean, you are bound to grow. There is nothing we can do to force cocoa to grow. I mean, with all the hybrid thing, I think it's still minimum of five years. It used to be eight years. But it's called cash crop. And once it starts giving you, it's for life. The same thing for uh, a, a palm oil. It takes time. But once it starts growing, every part of it is very useful. And it's also for life. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. The same thing for spiritual growth. The sower sows the word. That's the beginning. And if that word is received like the Bible describes it, with readiness of heart, the seed fall upon it, and then we water it. That's why it says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So if it's in the right environment, and then it's in the right soil of the heart, it will bring forth. It will bring forth. So the, the, the tree, the plants, yam, all these things that gives us food, they don't struggle to grow. I've never seen a maze trying to shoot and say, come and help me. I need to come out of the soil. No. If the right environment is right, the sunlight, the water, everything, walk and see, there's just something about this growth. He said, I planted Apollo's water. But what? God gives an increase. So, if we desire growth, then we must open up ourselves to the way God expects us to grow. A baby has to be within a family. And as long as that baby is supported emotionally, spiritually, physically, giving the baby the right food at the right time, creating an environment where they can use those nutrients, they grow. They grow. And then as they are growing, they are outgrowing something. So they may start with pampas, they may start with all these other things, but they outgrow it. They outgrow it. We teach them the principle of toileting. And so they are used to it, and it's a sign that they are maturing, isn't it? So they leave the meek. Sometimes the meek does is not enough. I mean, I, I, I had the privilege of helping my sister out uh, when she had a set of twins. Those twins now are now married today. But the truth, it got to a stage, you know, if you have the feeding bottle, nothing mother will understand what I'm saying. You use literally when the child is just going, it's just a pinch. But as the child begins to grow and the capacity to suck, you expand it. And then the child that refuses to drop the fitting bottle, well, you know what they do. They hit the teeth, literally. So, the spiritual growth is also similar to that. I mean, in one place in Hebrews, he said, by the time some people are supposed to be teachers, they are still looking, it's like, they are with their dampers, diapers, they are still walking around. And you know, babies don't, they are not shy. They just reveal everything. But as they begin to grow, they come into awareness where they say, oh, everybody is wearing clothes. They start wearing clothes. And they don't like to be exposed. It's a sign of growth. Can I have an amen tonight? So Paul was now writing to us, the Christian, to understand the principle of this spiritual growth. Look at what he says in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. I read from the message translation. So here is what I want you to do. God helping you. He said, take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. So walk is an act of worship. Living our lives is an act of worship to God. It's because it says, embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Verse 2. We're going to 3. I, 
don't become so well adjusted to your culture, that is way of thinking, way of living, that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You will be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it unlike the culture around us always dragging us down to his level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develop well-formed maturity in you. Verse 3. I am speaking to you out of deep gratitude for all that God has given you, especially as I have responsibilities in relation to you. Living then, as every one of you does, in pure grace. It is important that you do not misinterpret yourself as people who are bringing this goodness, bringing this goodness to God. No, God brings it all to you. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us, not by what we have. In other words, when it comes to the subject of spiritual growth, there is no room for self-righteousness. There is no room. There is no room. And when you look at it, I just want to quickly talk about uh, what I regard as some meat around spiritual growth. Because if care is not taken, we can reduce spiritual growth to those things. Number one, meat. Spiritual growth is the same as your position in Christ. It's a meat. It's not the same. Your position is in Christ is legal and it has been. For example, can I, can I shock you to know? Well, not shock you, there's nothing new. You don't grow hmm, in righteousness. You grow into your awareness of your righteousness. So you don't go bragging. You are not more righteous than the, you are the day you gave your heart to the Christ. It's a gift. So there is nothing you are doing really except you just come into awareness that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So it's not something that uh, you are growing. You know, these are the things people, people just assume. And they lose touch with the basic things about spiritual growth. Can I have an amen tonight? So your position is the same. It is determined. That position, posture of righteousness, is determined by the finished work of Christ. It hinges on our redemption. And there's nothing you can add. You can't take Jesus back to the cross. So you grow in your consciousness of your status. You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them. Over 2,000 years ago, is there. But you have to now grow into the consciousness of that. I have authority over sin. I have authority over sickness. I have authority over poverty. You grow into your awareness. And where that growth comes is what we are discussing. You renew your mind. The culture of this world is that you can't, you can't just, you can't, um, how do they put it in Yoruba context? They said there is no way you can walk that your head will not shake. Can I have an amen tonight? Romans 5.17 talks about our righteousness. Romans 5.17 is a position. Romans 5 says, If death got the upper hand through one man's wrongdoing, can you imagine the breathtaking recovery life makes? Sovereign life in those who grasp with both hands this widely extravagant life. Gift, this grand setting, everything right, that one man, Jesus Christ, provided. In, in KJV, he said, those who have received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, we reign. So, maybe right now, you don't feel like you are reigning. Can I have an amen tonight? Amen. Yeah. But it's established. 
So what do you do? You grow into the awareness. You grow into the awareness. I mean, you may be here tonight or maybe you are watching online that you believe Psalm 23 should be put under your pillow for you to have a good sleep at night. No, you, I mean, the word in your mouth, hmm? the word in your heart coming out of your mouth is as potent as it from the mouth of God himself. Can I have an amen tonight? So you grow into the awareness of it. There used to be time we used to spend hours with exhaustion, have you? Exhaustion of demons. We do all night deliverance. And then we sometimes when it's 5 a.m., we are not able to finish. So we catch them. And usually deliverance is the last Friday of every month in the church that we were attending at that time, 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. We do deliverance. If you can, in fact, we can, we can use AC in all those places because people vomit all kinds of smell. In fact, if it, the smell is so horrible sometimes, the ushers will go outside to pack sand and put it on those smells. So we do that. And then we come back last Friday of the next month. But one thing we now found out that is the same set of people that we are delivering every day. So, Knowledge came that this is the deliverance. Romans, no, John 8, 32. You will know the truth. And the knowledge of the truth will make you free. Verse 36 says, he who the son set free. So, we now realize that as minister, our, our, our work is to expose people to the knowledge of the truth. Let them hone it. So that when we are not there, they can do the word by themselves. Can I have an amen? So we grew into awareness. And then we have many scriptures. I still have some of my notes. 21 things a deliverance minister should know. And then we pursue all those things. Sometimes we fast and all that and all that. But you see, in retrospect, what changed is growth. Are there still demonic manifestations? Yes. Do we have to fast three, four, five days to be able to deal with them? No. Anywhere I confront them, the Bible says they are strangers. As soon as they hear my voice, they come out of their hiding places. So I grew. And every other person who is a believer should also grow. I think I've mentioned this before. I need to rush, but I won't rush. I've mentioned it before. There is a program that many believers go in this city. So one of those nights, a friend of mine who attended the program couldn't find a space to sit. And so there was a word of knowledge that there are some people who are rich there who watch their private part to cook meal for their husband. And so a bunch of people, okay, a bunch of people from this side got up to respond to that altar call. So, but my friend said he noticed by the time they were leaving the altar, the whole section became free. Because even the believers who were in there, they were afraid of witches. So everybody just... <laughs> so that was how he was able to get a seat close to the altar. Can I have an amen? So even when they are making such altar call, people are looking around. <laughs> But we need to grow. We need to grow. Whether it's Satan himself who wants to show up like I'm teaching tonight, let him show up. We deal with him. Where is he? Under our foot. Having spoiled principalities and power. Yeah, a public show of them. So it, we need to grow into that. So a lot of the times, we put emphasis on what is not. So spiritual growth is not that. So a lot of people fight to be holy, fight to be righteous, fight to be consecrated, fight to, you know, all these things that there is no hand. The hand to it is that you become afraid of the things God has given to you freely. And so you are now laboring to enter into that rest. No. No. Doesn't matter whether somebody has done abortion 50 times. If 
that person gives his life, I believe what the Bible says about that person. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creation, the hold is gone. Do, do you know that there are believers who have never committed abortion? But who is measuring their mind that this one that has committed abortion, this one that has committed abortion, he cannot, she cannot get pregnant. She cannot self-righteousness. So, and right before their eyes, while they're still doing, she, she gets married. In fact, the thing never reached nine months. Where you don't hook for twins. So it's not righteousness, self-righteousness, as it were. I don't know if you understand that. I'm not saying, I'm not giving liberty for sin, but you can come up with this legalistic approach to Christianity and it robs you of what God has done for us. Can I have an amen tonight? Yeah. So our spiritual growth is not the same as our position. Our position is that we have received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness and we will reign. Ephesians 2.6 also talked about our position. Ephesians 2.6. Ephesians 2, 6. He said, we are raised up together and he made us to sit. You may be the one standing because you are anxious. I mean, have you seen two, uh, uh, somebody in, in, sitting by me in the car and he's trying to struggle with the steering with me? Is an accident going somewhere to happen? It's a matter of time. So, we are raised up together. He made us to sit even if you don't want to sit, he has made you to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That is our position. When God looks at you and I, who are believers in Christ, we are seated. We are not standing. We are seated with Christ. But you see, we may not understand that. So we have to grow into the awareness. Can I have an amen? I just want to give us this perspective. So even though we are seated, there are many believers who are still defeated. Even though we are seated, there are many believers who are, when you are seated, I, there is just one thing. I, 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 when I'm studying my Bible, I also look at the physical things to see. Have you seen a king before? Eh? Kings don't stand and they don't plead. It's the other way around. Kings don't shout. If you see any king shouting, maybe a second or third class, fourth class village in Full Street trying to find relevance. As a matter of fact, you see some kings, they talk. Hmm? Is their subject subordinate who echoes what the king has said? Because why? The Bible says kings, they decree justice. So, it's very, so spiritual growth, eh? It's not the same as your position, no. Is this, or rather, the myth is that it's the same as your position. So, uh, you know, that's why confession don't work for some people. I am seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, uh, far above principalities and power. And then they say, they want to say far above. They now remember, say, ah. It's not far above. You know, it reminds me of those people who are going for village crusade on the high sea. Eh? And they were shouting and clapping. So when they say, <laughs> Jesus power, everybody say, to power. So somebody say, Obanje power. <laughs> oh, mommy, water power. Everybody just muted. <laughs> eh? <laughs> Praise God. You know, one of those, I, I've known this man for, for, for years, close to 40 years. One of those nights, you know, there was this deliverance thing. So, deliverance was going on. And just one little girl like that. Hmm? And you know, when we are doing all those deliverance, you have this FT men who hold people. But when demon is in manifestation, it doesn't matter. He will throw. So, one little girl and all that just stood up from out of that thing. The first person Ask the question, you know, Satan is, is in masquerade. He said, where are you standing? That brother said, I'm standing on my feet. <laughs> Dirty slap. <laughs> and so when demonic manifestation happens like that, everybody just, <laughs> you assess your position, Abby. So one person just came. He said, where are you standing? He said, I'm not standing. I am seated with Christ Jesus 
in heavenly places, far above principalities and power. So in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And they get just stretched like that and the whole thing ceased. What's the difference? Awareness. Understanding. Did Jesus die for everyone who was in that place? Yes. So, your spiritual growth, my spiritual growth, is not the same hmm? as our position. Our position is established. But you have to grow into the awareness of that position, conscious of that status. Secondly, our spiritual growth does, is not how much God loves you. You know, have you heard that before? Ah, that uh, I know God loves me, so it's a sign that I'm growing. No. Before you came to become Christian, he loves you. Romans 5, 8 said that. He said, why you are here, sinner? Abby? Hey, Christ died for you. Jeremiah 31, 3 says, God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And with my loving kindness, I have drawn you. As a matter of fact, because of that love, that was the pool that made you make that decision to become, uh, to ask Jesus to become your Savior and your Lord. So, God loves you. And that's the other thing that we don't all get into. We must grow into this awareness of this statement I'm about to make. God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. You are not a second class citizen. The Bible says you are joint heirs. You are joint heirs. You are not. You are no more strangers. You are not a foreigners. But fellow citizens. You, are, you belong to the commonwealth of Israel. These are things that we need to grow into. He loves you. Just like he loves Jesus. And the truth is that God is not going to love you more today than the first day you embrace that love. And you say, what's pastor saying tonight? I'm just saying, I mean, we read it in our text. We can't become so adjusted to those cultures and settles into it. There's much more with God. Praise God. Number three, meet. Spiritual, your spiritual growth is not determined by your chronological age. Or how long you've been born again. It's not. I've since discovered that many people are stunned in their growth as believers. They are the ones who cross problems in churches. They've been there. They can tell you when they started the ministry. I met one of such people some years back. He was talking about a particular church that you all know. He said, ah, when they started at Oyeleke, ah, ah. And you know, he say, ah, Chris, we just come like this. Can you see spiritual pride? Chris, we just come like this. All of us will be seated. So where are you now with the Lord? With your walk with him, where are you now? What are you doing? And who are you grooming? Who are you pouring into? Who are you discipling? So spiritual growth, and you know that for, for one of words, forgive me if I made this statement, when we say elders in any of our churches, what picture comes into your mind as I say elders now? It's some of those who are grown, who are cotato, who when they, they, are, they, are, they are listening to a word like this, what is law? They are the elders. They have gone. They are because one small breeze broke, they are gone. <laughs> I don't want to say. Let me, let me just concentrate on my message. There's a, a picture of somebody. I mean, I, I was part of it, my local church, so I was part of a church. We were trying to put up a discipleship program. Don't look at me. We are trying to put up a discipleship program. But because this man was older than all of us, including the senior pastor, he said, he said what do we want to teach him? That he has discipleship thing from Billy Graham. And you know he was cataloging it. So our, our pastor, of, of course, understood his awareness, his authority. Our pastor said, if he's still the pastor, because he was the one who trained all of us at that first set of discipleship. So he just announced that whoever didn't go through that thing, 
We cease to be a work. Just give it. He gave everybody a week. He didn't even discuss anything with this person. So at the appointed day, he was still bragging. He taught Billy Graham and Sunday school. <laughs> That's what I just said. From today, just announced from the pulpit. And the man was so, because, you know, he was elderly, he was so conscious of his position. So he went and met her. Ah, they should. He just went and begged the pastor. The next set of discipleship class, he was the first one to go to class. <laughs> so it has nothing to do with your age. So your age will, will be good if you allow yourself to respond to this, to Holy Spirit, to mold you so that age can speak wisdom when he needs to speak wisdom. I'm not despising age. But what I'm also saying is Job 32, 8 and 9. The Bible says there is a spirit in man. It's the inspiration of God that gives that spirit understanding. Verse 9, which is my favorite verse. It says, great men are not always wise. Neither do the aged understand wisdom. So it has to be the wisdom of God. It's this growth that we are talking about is not burdensome. It's how you and I respond to the word of God, how you and I respond to the Holy Spirit, teaching and guiding us in our faith work. So spiritual growth is not determined by our chronological age or how long we've been born again. Number four, spiritual growth is not even about your knowledge about the Bible. It's not. Do you know that as we are today, there are people study Bible basically for them to be able to argue. So they know the Greek, they know the Hebrews. Spiritual growth for me is what are you doing with the little light that is exposed to you from the word of God? Bible says love your enemies. Have you done it? And if you can do that consistently, you are growing. You don't have to know. We're fine. It's good for you to grow in knowledge. No Hebrew, no, so that your Bible study can be fine. But hey, it's not for us to be able to argue. So spiritual growth is not about your knowledge about the Bible. People study for various reasons. Now we have people we call Christian atheists. They are Christian. They claim to be Christian. But they don't believe that the Bible, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. They believe some uh, whatever it is, in their own estimation, and they argue some things how they help God to interpret what he meant. The next one, spiritual growth has nothing to do with the call of God on your life. You can be a minister and be kana. The word kana means body rule. You are sensual. You can be a minister and be our lives here. Eh? Our lives here. That's why where we read, he said everything in and out of here. In and out of here. I, as I'm pe preaching now, I can't be using have words. I can't be cussing. But I can do that immediately after I finish this service. It means even though I've done something spiritual, but I am kana. I am body ruled. And that's one of the reasons many people don't want to come near us as preachers. Because for some that they've come there, they have seen the conflict live on the pulpit, different from live outside the pulpit. I said something on Sunday and I meant it. You don't know me. The one who knows me is the one who lived with me. Praise God. And so, I am more conscious about my life outside the pulpit because that's what helps me to grow. As a believer, the ones here is good. I mean, I study. So it's very easy to preach from that overflow. But what has really blessed me is to preach from what I'm living. Can you see the difference? I must live this word. Is that the things Jesus began to do, Acts 1 1, and then to teach. Teaching real good. So it's not about the call of God on our lives. 
We can be a minister and be carnal, be body rule. Another myth that people hold on to is that spiritual growth happens automatically when you are born again. No, that's just the beginning. Introduction to English 101. You can't say because you put a seed into the, into the ground. You just go. After 90 days, you say you want corn. You will have corn, but it depends. It will be scattered corn. Because attention needs to be paid to that thing. To weed, to um, apply insecticide where it is necessary. Another myth that people hold on to is that spiritual growth happens to only selected anointed ministers. No, it's for every believer. Every believer is supposed to grow. To grow. To grow. Every believer. The word of God is supposed to affect our lives. Everyone. He said, according to the measure of grace that is given. So grace is given for us to grow. Another myth that people hold on to, this one is, is also common all over the world, that spiritual growth is measured by the operation of the Holy Ghost. Gifts in our lives. No. No. I mean, we've read, for some of us who have read God's general, uh, the mistake that people made, some of those men, they will be drunk and they will go to crusade grounds and then people will be getting out of wheelchairs. So you can't say, you see, you know the gift of God hmm, that we enjoy, which we call the anointing, is to bless other people. But the fruit of the Spirit is to bless us as an individual who is the vessel it's possible to preach to other people and you become a castaway. It's possible. So, attention must be paid to yourself. That's why for those of us who are given the privilege to preach, we be judged more. Praise God. So, it's not because miracles and all that are breaking forth. I know it's because we don't have statistics. In America, there was, I mean, very charismatic young man. He just finished his service on Sunday, enter his car, checking into a hotel, shot himself, committed suicide. Everything was good around them as a ministry, has television ministry, everything, but it was dry inside. Praise God. I said, praise God. So you can't, you can't just say uh, the charisma, the manifestations and then this is another myth that spiritual growth is a matter of privacy between you and God and it can happen when you use the right keys fasting seed sowing and if you are actively using those keys then you are growing no your heart may be far from God you know Jesus made a statement he said some people will come at that time and say, we did this in your name, we did that in your name. Say, no. Well, in, in, you did it because other people are blessed, but from our records, you are a worker of iniquity. So, in closing tonight, so that I don't just leave us with those meat, what is spiritual growth? What is spiritual growth? Number one, is a process of maturity that begins at the moment of your new birth and we continue through eternity. It starts the moment you and I respond to the gospel. Because he said, if anyone be in Christ, is a new creature, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What is our responsibility from that new birth? Look at how God said it. First Peter 1. 1 Peter 1. We can read from the message translation, 1 Peter 1 and 2. 1 Peter 2, 2. Sorry. 1 Peter 2, 1 and 2. 1 Peter 2, 1 and 2. It says, so, clean house. is us. We must grow. We must outgrow something. Make a clean sweep of malice, of pretense, heavy, hurtful talk. How do we grow? It's that now, like infants, at the breast, 
drink deep of God's pure kindness. So how left to the natural we must stay in all those things. But he said the mark of our growth is how we are able to drink like NKJV says, as newborn babes desire the sincere make of God's word that you may grow thereby. So we need to grow. God has, has given us that thing. I mean, growth path is there. So that process of maturity, old is gone, new has come. That's process of, I mean, there is a way the Bible describes it in Ephesians. He said we is it Ephesians or Colossians? He said, we put off. And then we put on. We put off malice. We put on kindness. What the natural man have the tendency to do, we live it. We embrace the new life in Christ Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit to shape and form our character. So spiritual growth is a process. It's a process. No child, no natural child just grow, except if you have reading, I mean, there is one whole book that we were, we, I read in primary school. They called the person Ajantala. Uh, is a child who was born the same day, and he started walking the same day, and he started doing exploits the same day. Doesn't work that way. Doesn't work. It's a process. It's a process. It's a process. So, secondly, spiritual growth is a process of becoming like Jesus. So, Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is not one of the ways. It is the way, the truth, and the life to everyone who desires to grow. It's not about, oh, this is my religion. No. It's about the life of God. The life of God that is shared with us. And the only access to that life is through the work of the cross. Redemption. And it's free. And when we embrace that life, we come into a life of possibilities. A life that is limitless. So, it's a process of becoming like Jesus. There's a song that says, I want to become like Jesus in character, in words, in thoughts, and in deeds. I want to become like him. That's what Christianity is all about. You don't detach yourself and you are attacking the body. I think we're, we're going on now. That's all the things you find on probably the social media space. You can't. You can't do that. You won't grow. It's carnality. It's you want to show that you know more than all of us. Knowledge pops up. So when we are growing, we are becoming like Jesus. And I love the acronym that, I mean, there was a time it was like a movement. What will Jesus do? That should be the question in our heart if we really desire this goals. What will Jesus do in that conversation? What will he do in that, in that, I mean, showing kindness, showing mercy to people? What will he do? And if we can frame and put ourselves in what Jesus will do, then we are growing. So I will say, thirdly, that spiritual growth is conforming into the image of Jesus. Conforming into his image. It means we are consistently and consistently and continually feeding on the word of God. It's not just when we fast and pray. You know, sometimes we can reduce it to that, that the only thing we will catch a glimpse of this thing is when we have dedicated time to prayer and fasting. As much as that is good, but the truth is that every day of our lives, for the fact that you weed one day doesn't mean that you will not weed the other days if you want your crop to give you maximum uh, productivity. I deliberately concluded that statement because when you use the word this day, people have interpretation. You weed one day doesn't mean you won't weed another day. <laughs> Before somebody will say, I want to go to that church because they, they usually weed there. Uh, praise God. As I praise the Lord. 
So it's not just when we have these spiritual programs and every other time we just live like the devil. Please, brother, sister, this year, don't put your ladder on the wrong horse. It's not in show. It's not. It's not trying to impress. You can't even impress God. It's becoming like him. And if you really desire to grow, you will ask for his help. You will leverage on his help. And the truth about God is that he's so loving, he's so kind. What do we need to grow? Access. So he has given us access through our Lord Jesus Christ. What do we need to grow? The word of God. He has given us that access to it. What we need to grow? The help of the Holy Spirit. He has also given us access to it. So he's not depriving us on the available things that we need for growth. And then the fourth thing that we need to grow is a community. You don't, you don't just plant one cocoa tree and say that you are, you are very soon you will become, uh, you have cash crop. No, you, have, you plant similar cocoa trees. They form like a plantation that one harvest can give you the returns of the waiting for so many years. Can I have an amen tonight? You don't just put a fish in a fish pond and you put advert out that your harvest is coming. No, you do it. So, Jesus has our access. That's why I don't argue on social media because if you are not talking about Jesus, there is, no, there is nothing. There is no spirituality. This is not spiritism. This is not inside religion. This is the real life. This is life. This is life. I'm not following somebody who don't know what, where they are going. I'm following someone who is real today. His power is tangible. His presence is tangible. He can, he can reconstruct somebody's life. The stones that the builders have rejected, they can become head corner stones. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. So, it's tangible. It's real. So, he gave us that access, gave us his word, gave us his Holy Spirit, and he gave us a community that we call church. So, we have all it takes to grow. So, don't put your ladder on the wrong walls. The truth is that every one of us, if we will take time to feed our spirit man, our spirit man will receive nourishment from the Holy Ghost. The Bible says the spirit of man Eh? Proverbs 20, 27 is the candle of the Lord, the spirit of man. If God is going to make any significant changes in our lives, he ignites, he brings illumination to your spirit. And that's why you and I need to grow. As a business person, you must grow so that you can hear God on your business decision. As a student, you can grow so that you can understand that you have access to the wisdom of God to excel in your academics. As a career person, pursuing a career path, you must have that wisdom to be able to navigate through the career path. Sensitivity, discernment. That's what happens to us. Life of God just happened to us and then you are enjoying, you are flowing in it. People will say, you are lucky. You are not lucky. You are gracious. You have seen the Lord's goodness. It's not lucky. It's not better lucky or better Nigeria or all those things that people just do by chance. That maybe one out of a million people will win jackpot in two years. But this one is predictable. He said, I know the thoughts that I think to So, I can't say anything that is going on right here. We are here now. I can't tell you what is going on at the Kenya bus stop except the Holy Spirit revealed it. But there is one that we are dealing with. He knows all things. He can see all things. He knows your life and my life 10 years from now, 20 years from now. He knows our anxiety. In fact, there is one place in Isaiah. He says, he knows our thoughts from afar off. So, when we feed our spirit man through the word of God, our spirit man receives the nourishment and we continually grow in the image of Christ. Please understand, and that is what is happening in our world. 
The truth is that babies can't give birth to babies. So people who should be growing, they are still sitting down in the spiritual nursery wearing pampas. No, things have to change. The dynamic has to change. The world is in crisis. Isaiah 54 says, The Lord God has given us the tongue of the learned that we may know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He said he awakens our here money by money. If you are still struggling, you can't pray on your own. You need help. You, because you are supposed to be hearing so that you can speak a word in season to everyone who is weary. And when you do that, you become his representative. That's what ambassadors do. Blinken is in Nigeria. That's the president. That's the whole United States that is in Nigeria. So that word, whatever is discussed at the meeting, is binding between two nations. So we must also position ourselves so that we will represent heaven here on the heart. And his kingdom will come as it is in heaven. It will come here on the heart. When he finds people who are growing that way. As we close tonight, please understand. Man, you and I, we are essentially a spirit being. You are. And that's why we need to grow. You are. You are. Your mind and your body is not the real you. It's not. You are essentially a spirit being. It's your spirit that gives your mind and body expressions here. That's wonderful distinction. It's only Christianity that you can find it. A lot of people use mind and spirit interchangeably. Man is essentially a spirit. He possesses a soul which gives uh, uh, identity to his personality and then he lives in a body. He lives in a body. He lives in a body. Man's spirit is called the inward man or the hidden man of the heart. And if you, if you can look at even the creation of man, hmm? so everything responds back to his source. So when God was going to make man, the Bible recorded that he formed man from the dust of the heart. That represents his body. And then God breathed, Genesis 2, 7. He breathed into that formation. The Bible says personality came into. It said man became another speaking spirit. So God created man in his own image. So he took out of himself to make man. That's why our fellowship with him, nothing should tamper with it. What gives me personality that they are calling Ayodhane is because I have a soul. And then, what gives me room to express here is because I have a body. If I die as we speak, I can't come and preach here next week Sunday. If I come, all of you will run. Because you saw me falling down and died. So I'm not permitted to come preach on Sunday because I am gone. I don't know if you understand, but that's the way to let you understand it. So when someone dies, everything returns to their source. Shakala, God takes what belongs to him. is the spirit. Shakala within medical science, we say, your nail everything within how many days? It goes back to the soil. Then that one that was made, hmm, we give account of himself to God. That's why when they call, I mean, you are hearing me. There may be many Ayodhanas in this room. When you hear my voice, you know that it is me, even if you are not in this room. So, that personality. I don't know if you know it. So, 
the way God designed us to be is that your spirit man should take precedent over the activities of your mind and your body. Your body should not rule you. Mind should not rule me. The spirit of man is the candor of the law. So what do I do with my body? I put it under. I put it in subjection. 1 Corinthians 9.27 There is nothing material that should rule me. Weed can't rule me. Cocaine can't rule me. I, I just want you to understand this. But how do I live that life? By growing in my spirit man. There is nothing, everything you see here, they are called primary elements. Live. Whatever it is. She don't rule me. And there is still one thing that will happen to this body. I will receive, because it endures forever, I will receive what the Bible calls a glorified body that won't die again. So, there is, there is for the Christian, past there is past, but God has dealt with your past, but there is present, there is also the future. That's why nothing in this world, like the songwriter say, satisfy. The only thing is the only cup that never runs dry. Everything runs dry. You drank many bottles of water today, Abby. You will still drink water before you sleep. Because that's the thing. Praise God. Let me just, let me, let's, let's conclude now. Let's conclude. For you to grow spiritually, you must feed your spirit man. When you want to grow mentally, you renew your mind. That's what you do. And when you want to grow in your body, you discipline it. I don't know if you have noticed. You, are, you have been living your life. All of a sudden, you see ice cream scoops in and your body begins to. So you make a decision. Do I want to or do I not want to? And most of the time, many of us will say, I don't want to. And then you are not going to die if you don't take the ice cream at that time. Can I have an amen? But some people, ah, ah, no, 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 no. They, will, they must shop that ice cream off. There's a Yoruba proverb. Huh? That says, <laughs> I don't know how to interpret it. <laughs> a, a head that will receive a knock. No matter how they package that person in a car, if we want to look outside <laughs> to receive that knock, uh, I don't know how to interpret it. So, See, no matter what, this body should not control us. That's a lesson tonight. We have control. You see, when people say, oh, eh, it's the devil, it's the devil, it's the devil. Mm -mm. It's an excuse for not growing. I conclude with the story. My pastor in those days. You know, knowledge. Knowledge also helped. Even us. We're growing. So in the church... There used to be this brother, before he gave his heart to Christ, he was patronizing brothers. So he gave his heart to Jesus, and he thought that those things we just... There are some people, really, that when they gave their heart to Christ, everything just... Their impact, whatever influence, just stopped. So even after giving his heart to Jesus, he still visited brothers. Because he already had customers. So he will visit, do the deed, and then come back to church for deliverance. So until he called to the pastor one day, he said, ah, where do you stay? And he mentioned that part of the city. Where is Broughton? It's like, in that town, it's like, I'm living at Ikeja. Eh? I go to a papa to patronize a brother. 
It means I must take transport. It means I must have my shower and all that and really prepare. So he just occurred to the pastor. Pastor said to him, he said, you know what? We will resolve this. I'm not going to pray. But I'm going to carry you in my car tomorrow. He said, ah, it's the devil that made me do it. Okay? I'm going to carry you in my car. We go to that brother. You know the Bible says wisdom is profitable to direct. So the pastor parked on one side of the road. So that the pastor does not become a convert. <laughs> parked on, at one side of the road and asked the brother. He said, oh, that's the brother, Abby. Okay, cross. And the brother crossed. But he said, before you cross, and when you get there, you say, devil, I want to know how powerful you are today. So, tell the devil to carry you to cross the road. He said, pastor, yes, sir. So when you reach in front of the brother, tell the devil that, come and carry me into Ali's room. Because he had the regular customer, Alice. But I will stay here and he'll be interceding for you. So he crossed the road. He got in front of the. Of course, he saw Alice. Alice was asking that, but you're not supposed to come today. So he told the devil that if you are so powerful enough, carry me into Alice's room. He waited one minute, two minutes. Nothing happened. He just turned around and crossed the road. He said, Pastor, let's go. And that was the last time he visited the brother. What am I saying tonight? We are the only one who can allow whatever to take advantage of us. The spirit of man yeah, is eternal. It's strong. This body will be here. The personality is also eternal. Whether to stay with God or to be separated from God, which we call hell. Praise God. As I praise the Lord. So your spirit man, when you grow it up, and when you allow yourself to grow spiritually, you'll be amazed on how powerful it is. You know your spirit man actually influences your soul a lot in the realm of your imagination. If I mention a street at New York, a street and you are conversant with New York, even though you are here, within three seconds, you are along that street. That's how, because your, your, your soul, your imagination, the seat of your imagination, uh, will and emotion is so strong. And if you allow your spirit man to be active, it can actually help you. As you think in your heart, so you become. Can we just pray in other tongues for some few seconds? Let's just pray. Because God created us in his own image, in his own likeness. God doesn't want us to be confused. He doesn't want us to struggle in any area of life. Can we just pray, Lord Jesus, we are committed to growing this year. We are committed to spiritual growth this year. We are committed. We are committed. We are committed. We are committed. Lord, in our families, in our career path. Yes, Lord, in our decision-making process as it concerns our family as it concerns our businesses, as it concerns the things you want us to do. Lord, we yield ourselves, we yield our spirit man to you. Lord, we, 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 we are dedicated to studying your word. We are dedicated to listening to your Holy Spirit. We are dedicated to meditating in your word. We are dedicated to, Lord, practicing your word. This year will be that peculiar year where we follow your instructions through. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise. Thank you for everyone in this service, everyone who will watch this later on, online, everyone who is present online. Thank you, Lord, because your spirit, yes, Lord, will be our guide, our counselor, our, our intercessor, Lord, our friend, our comforter. Yes, Lord, our standby, our strengthener this year. Lord, we will look inward as to when we have to make decisions. And Lord, we are led. 
we are spirit-led, spirit-guided, spirit-taught this year. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. Blessed be your glorious name. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2, Slash 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenge.org for more.